homeowner moves in, starts the dishwasher, has the garbage disposal going, water running in the sink, and guess what? Water leaks out the bottom of that dishwasher into the hardwood floor. This is an example of an unknown pre-existing condition. Welcome to the Urban Connect podcast. I am Jennifer Archambo, the broker owner of Urban Provision Realtors. I'm excited for you today to be tuning in, and that probably means that you're a buyer, seller, or a homeowner looking to gain more clarity on real estate here in Texas. Throughout this episode, we will be talking about the value of home warranties. I'm often perplexed that buyers, sellers, or even realtors don't really understand the true value and how home warranties work. That's why I'm thrilled today to introduce today's guest, Christy Lott. Christy has been in a sales and supportive role, serving real estate agents and their clients in a real estate sector throughout the last 24 years. She started her career with Bastrap Abstract Title Company in 1999, overseeing operations, building relationships with realtors for a local title company and escrow offices. In 2007, she embarked on a sales position in new construction with David Weekly, further honing her industry knowledge. In 2010, she pivoted to another affiliate arm of the industry, home services and residential service contract business. And since then, she has held positions such as account executive, head of sales, head of strategy and business development, while at Home Warranty of America, and currently holds the title of Senior Sales Account Executive for Chosa Home Warranty Servicing South and Central Texas in the Coastal Bend area. Christy's passion and deep understanding of the real estate industry and warranty business has given her an ability to serve homeowners with the highest level of customer service and professionalism. I asked Christy to be a guest on Urban Connect today as her vast insights would afford our listeners the opportunity to gain the deepest understanding of the topic of home warranties and how they vary from home insurance. Christy, I am honored to host you as a guest and welcome to Urban Connect. Thank you, Jennifer. I was so excited when you reached out and asked me to join. I love educating about the home warranty industry, so it's perfect that you had me on today. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm excited today, too. There's a lot of great area and there's a lot of value in home warranties that people don't really understand because they're, they're misguided or miseducated on them. So I'm really excited about this. I think we should start with comparing and contrasting home warranties versus insurance because they're very different. So there's often a misunderstanding when a home warranty claim should come into play versus when a home insurance claim should come into play. So let's chat about home warranties and how they compare and contracts from home insurance. Perfect. It's a great segment to talk about because I, number one, I love talking to new home buyers. They are such a sponge. They typically don't know a lot about the process. So I talk to them and educate them about the differences. So this is a very common question. It is. It is. So when should a homeowner call their home insurance and when should they call their home warranty to make a claim? So typically, we look at homeowner's insurance are when you would call your homeowner's insurance, it's acts of nature, acts of God. So a hurricane or tornado, an ice storm, when the tree falls on your roof, unfortunately, those type of things are things that you would call your homeowner's insurance about. If there's a flood, you know, those things are really what the home insurance focuses on, your homeowner's insurance. 
With home warranties, what the home warranty covers are items that are mechanical in nature, that are within the four walls of your home. So your mechanical components like your appliances, your HVAC, your hot water heater, those type of things that aren't typically covered by your homeowner's insurance. Does that help? It does help. I would say just from my experience is, yes, your home insurance will cover plumbing electrical of a great magnitude, but home warranties will cover that too in a smaller setting per se. Absolutely. So if there is a failure, so let's say your electrical is down because of a flood, a windstorm, a tornado, something of that nature, then absolutely that would be when your homeowner's insurance would come into play. With a home warranty, the electrical, it may be you're living in your home, everything's working fine, and you start having an electrical issue. You know, your lights start flashing or part of the home loses electricity for an unknown reason. That would be a great opportunity to call your home warranty company to file a claim. I always say another good deciding point is think about this. Your home warranty claim is, I'm going to call it pennies on the dollar in comparison to your probably homeowner's insurance claim, like your deductible. So your deductible is probably thousands of dollars. It's because the what you're reporting is probably thousands of dollars. If you have a small claim, you will pay a small amount to your home warranty. Now, the next question I have for you is, it's a question that has come up through the course of my career, and it doesn't matter which warranty company it is, but will warranty companies ask for a buyer's inspection report? Like if they're buying a property, they're doing an inspection, and why should the buyer send it, not send it? Why is the warranty companies asking for it? Great question. And again, this is education, right? In order for items within the home to be covered, by a home warranty, there are conditions that have to be met. The first one is that it's in proper working condition at the time the warranty is purchased. So those appliances, your HVAC, your hot water heater, those things need to be in proper working order at the time the warranty is purchased. Number two, they must be properly maintained, okay? Maintenance is a big deal. As a property owner, we have to maintain our systems within our home. They're costly to repair or replace. And then three, it's located within the four walls of the home, except for your outside AC unit. So those are the conditions in which need to be met in order for something to be covered by an inspection report. Okay, we do advise homeowners at times to provide us that inspection report. But typically, and I can't speak for all warranty companies, but typically a warranty company is only going to ask for that if it's a major failure within the first 30 to 60 days of home ownership. That means the homeowners moved in and, you know, that inspection report was done. As far as the homeowner was aware, everything was in proper working order. They move in and day three, the AC system will not cool. Okay. Instances like that, the home warranty company's not looking for a reason to say no. We're looking for a reason to say yes to cover that claim. We may at that time ask for the copy of the inspection order report to prove that it was in proper working condition at the time the warranty was purchased and that there was no known condition that wasn't attended to prior to the buyer moving into the home. So it's a good thing. We look to say yes, not say no, 
And if that inspection comes back and says everything was in proper working order, but the AC failed on day three, that's going to be a claim that can be approved. And that does happen. I always say this, a buyer's inspection and the inspector in Texas can only inspect and the condition on the day that they inspected. So there have been right. many times where clients have had a problem or not a problem during the inspection. The seller lives in the property for the remainder of the, you know, the time until they close 30, 45 days later, there's a problem. And that happens all the time. All the time. What I like to say, Jennifer, is people live in their homes differently. So whoever that previous homeowner was used their systems and components differently than the new buyer that moved into the home will. Mm -hmm. True. True. So when would it be best for the homeowner to make a repair outside of, you know, home insurance or home warranty? Because and I think we talked about maintenance. That's the one that comes to my mind. Yeah, no. And I just had personally had the situation happen, but I'm glad you're talking about maintenance. Normal maintenance for the home, if it's your HVAC system, if it's your hot water heater, if it's your plumbing, all of those things are just part of being a homeowner, right? It costs us money to own homes and keep them in the best possible condition as we live in them. So those are expenses that are incurred by the homeowner. But also I had something just happen to my husband and I this month. Our septic system's very, very, very old. And we ultimately got a crack in our septic tank. Typically, a home warranty is not going to cover the tank itself. It's going to cover the mechanical components that make a septic system work. So when we realized there was a crack in the tank, we knew this was going to cost a lot of money, right, to replace that tank, that septic system. And it was on us in that situation. That was a price of home ownership. And it was a repair that we were going to have to make. And we did make. So that's just one example of something that's not typically covered by a home warranty company, but it would be a cost to a homeowner for just owning a home. Now, before we move on, let's, let me say one thing. And I think that you're going to like me saying this, Christy, because if I go back to 2011 to 2016, when we thought we were having this big upward trajectory and it was nothing compared to the, to the pandemic trajectory, but what would happen would be, a buyer's agent or a seller's agent would say, oh, you're going to get a home warranty. Don't worry. They'll cover everything. So if you're a buyer or if you're a seller, understand that the home warranty is not just a blanket fix for everything like we just said. So, you know, you will have to take care of some of those repairs afterwards to get this full coverage that Christy has been talking about. Absolutely. It is the misnomer, of course, that is said years and years I've heard this. And the all of the years I've been in the industry, I've heard this. You know, buyers said, Well, my my realtor said everything would be covered by the home warranty. Well, no. You know, there's certain things that aren't covered by our homeowners insurance. There are items excluded in our, you know, auto insurance. So there are exclusions, definitely. Let's talk about unknown and, and known pre-existing conditions. And can you elaborate on what they mean? So what does an unknown mean versus known mean? And how are they covered differently? So we know, right? And what you alluded to earlier, Jennifer, the inspection is good the day the inspection is done, right? We know this. But what we consider a known 
pre-existing condition is something that is identified on that inspection report. It either didn't pass a simple mechanical test, it wasn't properly maintained, but only typically they're going to inspect what's in within the four walls of the home when it comes to the mechanical components. So a known condition is something that is listed on that inspection report that it's either you know deficient and not proper working order or hasn't been maintained. So if it's listed as a defective item on the inspection report, typically that is something that the seller and buyer will negotiate to get up and working prior to the close of the home. What unknown means, and this is a reality, there are going to be things that go wrong in the home for the homeowner that were unknown to them or unknown to an inspector. I'll give a very quick example of an unknown pre-existing condition. I had a realtor, actually. It was one of his investment properties. The kick plate was missing on his dishwasher. And prior to selling that home, he wanted to replace the kick plate. He replaces the kit plate, but unknowingly screws the kit plate into the tub of the dishwasher. Homeowner moves in, starts the dishwasher, has the garbage disposal going, water running in the sink, and guess what? Water leaks out the bottom of that dishwasher into the hardwood floor. This is an example of an unknown pre-existing condition. It wasn't known to the buyer. It wasn't even known to the seller that they made that mistake, right? But this was something that was covered as an unknown condition because nobody was truly at fault here. It was just unknown and it's something that happened. This is a a prime example of why a buyer does not want the seller to do any repairs. You want money to take care of your repairs on your own. (laughs) Exactly. That's another good piece of advice right there. Okay, so let's say you have those known pre-existing conditions. I know from my, again, my experience is the seller can do it. The buyer can do it post-closing. You keep those receipts and hang on to the inspection report if they have any issues. And then everything is definitely taken care of. Save those receipts. That's the big thing. If anything is fixed, right? Post-pre-closing save those receipts, be able to give those to the home warranty company because we may ask for those if it is an HVAC claim and it was inspected and something needed to be repaired. Keep all receipts. And if it was attended to and you have those receipts, it's easier again for us to say yes to a claim versus denying one. Let's see. Choosing a home warranty because like I said, there's a large number of warranty companies that operates in this state. Um, like I said, 50 to 70 in any given day. It's um, Right now, I think it's closer to the 70 mark. But I know, you know, and some of the consumers know, not all warranties are created equal. I've seen buyers get really confused on what company or plan and they're overwhelmed. And so I know me, when I want to find out something about a company, I turn to Google, I run a search and... I don't believe everything that comes out of that search, but there are a lot of people on this planet that do. So are there any websites that you can suggest that give consumers accurate ratings and reviews? Or is that something that exists for home warranties? So like you said, with 50 to 70 competitors out there, and we are upwards of 70 in Texas alone, it's very difficult to decipher the legitimate sites from ones masked by the competition. 
A few things to keep in mind is most people tend to write negative reviews versus a positive one. It's just our nature. So the best thing and the advice that I can give is absolutely you can Google. Absolutely, you can read the reviews, but always kind of look at where the link is coming from. Because a lot of times it is a competitive edge, right? To put a site out there and say your warranty company's in the top 10 out of 70, right? So the best thing to do is really, really talk to friends, family members, talk to your realtor, ask them if they've had good experiences with certain home warranty companies and who they may recommend. I know as real estate agents, you need to give those three you know, referrals if, if you're going to give those. But really asking a lot of questions, asking questions of those people that have had home warranties in the past and who they like. People are very honest, especially when it comes to home warranty companies. The other thing you can do is if that if your realtor narrows down some warranty companies to choose from that they recommend, call each one. Call each representative with each home warranty company and ask questions. That will also help you. It will help you to understand, is that is that representative going to be there when something goes wrong? Exactly. And I think I'll take it a step further because I think that you definitely want to talk to somebody who's had their warranty in place a long period of time. They've, they've had it a year. They've placed a claim. If they have a home warranty, they've never placed a claim. It's probably not going to give you an accurate you know, review or rating based on the company. Have they had it a second year and maybe they didn't use it the first year, but it came in handy on the second year. So make sure when you're asking those questions of someone, have you used it is actually one of the questions you want to ask. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this is probably one of my pet peeves in our industry. So, of course, you mentioned realtors recommend home warranty companies to their buyer clients, seller clients, to homeowners, to friends and family. But just as there are different layers of home warranty companies, there are different layers of brokerages. So some have relationships with a company, they receive compensation. Some companies have no relationships and they like to refer one company. Some brokerages like to refer or realtors like to refer multiple companies. So, you know, it's all across the board, right? So when the realtor is making the recommendation What questions should a buyer, seller, or homeowner ask their realtor about why they're recommending that particular company to make sure it's not one that this this is the one that my company recommends? And because we know that one size doesn't fit all. Right. And not all of these types, these type of relationships exist. Absolutely. There are ones that are, you know, it's basically paid marketing In some senses, you know, how you have your Coca-Cola ads and you have your Nike ads, you know, this is similar in the way these relationships work. They're more marketing based, but it's not always a bad thing, but it's not always a good thing, right? So some agents don't have any idea why they're recommending a certain company other than that's what they're being told to do by the brokerage, right? Mm -hmm. If that's the case, typically the real estate agent will disclose that there is a paid relationship between them and this vendor, okay, or home warranty company. They should be disclosing that. But most of the time, if you, the homeowner, is asking a realtor about home warranty companies, ask them, who do you use? To me, that's the very first question you should ask. And you'll get a variety of answers. They may say, I've never actually had a home warranty. 
Or I've had a home warranty with X company and I've had them for three years and I've had a great experience. Or I had a home warranty with another company, did not have a great experience with them and it just not renewed or found another one. You're going to get a much more honest answer if you ask that question. That is true. Completely true. Because I think that there are so many layers to how one would get, you know, that recommendation. It's Mm -hmm. someone like me who has educated myself on the varying layers of, of warranties and understanding, like figuring out the consumers that have bad experiences and asking questions about it versus the realtors that just say, oh, pick one. It doesn't matter which, right? So I think the more questions, the better when you're trying to pick a home warranty. And this process needs to happen, not like in the 11th hour, right before you're about to close, because there's a lot of vetting that happens during this process. It needs to happen as soon as you start looking for a house and when you're putting in your offer, not when the title company asks what coverage you want. As the market has changed this last couple of years, Jennifer, you know better than most how drastic things have changed. You know, when it was a heavy seller's market, a lot of home warranties were being written out of the negotiations. Well, I'm here to tell you, warranties are back in a huge way. Buyers are wanting the home warranty. They're asking for the home warranty. So if you're in these conversations or you're putting an offer on the home, Just like what you said, Jennifer, start vetting who you want to go with early on in the process. That way you're getting all your questions answered. Going back to your timeline of market shifts, we're always going to have a market shift. The market's going to ebb and flow. It's going to be one side to the other. It's going to be balanced. I've seen over the last two decades, so have you. But just because the seller doesn't want to pay for your warranty doesn't mean you can't have one. A buyer can buy one out of pocket. The realtor can gift one to the, the buyer at the time of closing. So the buyer can buy out of pocket. Absolutely. That's how our company continued to grow in the changing market is because we were talking to buyers that were not provided a home warranty at closing. Our realtor relationships, they shared who these buyers were. We got on the phone with them. We explained why a warranty is still important for the first year of home ownership for them. So let's talk about when we get to the actual home warranty site. And you've worked for two different companies. You've probably researched dozens other just from your your positions. There are, I'm going to call it Cadillac policies and there's like, you know, the Chevrolet policy, right? So like (laughs) you have bare bones and you have the elite package, right? So is there a reason why someone would go bare bones versus the best? Or is it essentially just what they want covered? Very, very good question. And I appreciate this question so much. Now, what I'm going to share is not a one size fits all, right? Every home's different. The age on the home's different. Every age of the systems and appliances and components are different. So this is not a one size fits all, but it is how I approach these conversations with homeowners. So a basic warranty, so your bare minimum, you know, typically they'll say, you know, warranty reps will say good, better, best. We have good, better, best. And I'll just use that analogy. So a good warranty is typically your basic warranty. And with that, that warranty is great for newer homes. That's a great warranty for a newer home. So if a home is somewhere between five and seven years old, it's a great plan. Number one, 
if we're talking about the HVAC, which is normally what concerns buyers the most, especially in Texas, there's still a manufacturer's warranty typically on that HVAC system until year five. So there's some peace of mind there with that manufacturer's warranty. Will there still maybe have to be a repair? Absolutely. There may be something that comes up and has to be a repair, but they're going to look to the manufacturer's warranty for those parts and components. So anywhere from five to seven years, a basic plan is usually okay. It's perfectly fine. If the house has a little more age on it, the systems are a little bit older, then you may want to look at the mid-level, you know, the better plan, the mid-level plan, which gives you a little bit more coverage, especially for your HVAC and your appliances. And then what my feeling on the best policy, the reason I talk best policy with homeowners is when it's a very old home. So the house me and my husband purchased is was built in 1972. It's been remodeled, it's changed, it's got new looks, but the bones and the interior of the home are older. So I think a pro plan, well, I'm speaking to our plan, sorry, but our best plan I would put, I put on my home. Another reason is if it's a larger home that has quite a few components like multiple HVAC systems, multiple hot water heaters, you know, you'll look for a a higher level plan for homes. I always would encourage my clients who are investors or just say someone who knows that they're going to maybe live in the house a year or two and then move off and they're going to have a tenant in the house to go Mm -hmm. ahead and put the best plan in place because Mm -hmm. the tenant's not going to care for the home the way that the homeowner did. Absolutely. Or if you're buying a house that has been tenant occupied for a good duration of time, you want that best plan. Absolutely. That's great advice. Great advice. Like I said, not one size fits all. It's just kind of a good guide when we start having those conversations. But the best thing to do, and this is how I approach it with homeowners, tell me about the home you're purchasing. Tell me all about it. I want to know about it. You know, and the more I know about it, the better plan I can suggest for the homeowner. That's true. That's true. Now, who can purchase a home warranty, Christy? Because we've always talked about home warranties and the buying aspect of the process, but can a seller purchase it? Can a homeowner purchase it? So is it just buyers? Nope, not just buyers. You know, what we've really focused our conversation on today is more real estate transactions and the purchase of a home, but um, sellers can purchase it for their home, existing homeowners. Typically, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but typically most warranty companies offer a real estate plan and pricing, especially in Texas. It's such a part of that contract, right? In Texas and purchasing a home, but just a homeowner, your neighbor can purchase a home warranty. And typically if it's somebody who's been living in their home and they decide they want a home warranty, there's offerings and it's called a direct consumer product. So it's really for that person who hasn't had an inspection report because they haven't just purchased the home. You know, maybe everything's working properly in the home and they just want some added protection, those people absolutely can purchase a policy too. Now, I assume that, like you said, realtor pricing is going to vary than direct-to-consumer pricing, like you just said, because the warranty company knows that it's a more buttoned up. There's less problems. I'm assuming that would be the case. Is that correct? Well, it's that it's we know that there have been some mechanical tests done on the systems and components in the home if the homes had a home inspection. 
So absolutely. There's a, it's kind of like a health checkup, right? Mm -hmm. Like going to the doctor and just getting that annual, you know, well check for that. That's what's happening to the home during the purchase with a homeowner that would purchase a direct consumer plan. There's been no checkup, right? It's through the word of mouth of the homeowner who's living in the home. So yes, those policies typically are a little bit more expensive just because there's no even cushion of protection for the home warranty. Let's pivot to sellers because we've talked a lot about buyers, but give me some examples about why a seller would buy a home warranty when selling a home. So the good thing about what the industry offers and most warranty companies offer to sellers during that listing period is something that we call, and it, it could be a free policy, there could be a fee for the policy, but typically it's a, it's a policy, it's called listing coverage, and it's during the listing from when the listing goes on until the house closes. It's a limited warranty to protect that seller for unknown you know issues that arise during that listing period. So say their garbage disposal goes out or their dishwasher stops working or their HVAC isn't running all of a sudden and they have no cooling. So these are for unexpected repairs during the listing period. Just like buyers are coming to the table with every penny to purchase that home, mm-hmm. the seller is putting a lot of money into that home to get it ready to be sold, right? So this is just a limited protection for the seller during the listing period for unknown situations. It is not a checklist for an inspection report. There's a lot of confusion about that. If there's an inspection report done and there's seven things that need to be attended to in that inspection report, those items are now known conditions, not unknown, they're known conditions. So truly these policies are for that seller protect them for unknown situations during the listing and to help alleviate some of those costs for repairs. One of the examples before, let's say we buyer did inspection, everything Mm -hmm. was good, there was Mm -hmm. no mechanical issues, but a week before closing, now there's mechanical issues. Mm -hmm. Now the seller can pick up the phone and call and place their claim. Now, those plans vary in cost. It could be a you know, small amount. It could be a zero amount. I've seen where they have gone from you pay nothing to have the listing coverage. It's only when you use it, it may convert to somewhat of a buyer's policy, not a full buyer's policy. But can you explain how that would work if a seller bought it and needed to use it? So typically in the way of sellers, some companies, like you said, it's free seller's coverage. It's listed as free. And then some companies, it's $50 to $60 to add the heating and cooling during that listing period. So typically anywhere from 50, maybe to 75 with some companies to cover that heating and cooling. It's a limited policy, which means typically there's only a thousand up to maybe two thousand, which I don't see very frequently of coverage. Okay. So it is limited in the way of what the payout can be for the repair, but that's because it's free. Most warranty companies do not require the buyer to purchase a warranty if there's seller's coverage on the plan. Most do not. Some do. Some do say if you place a claim, the buyer needs to purchase a warranty or the the seller needs to provide a warranty at closing. 
you really have to look at the terms and conditions of the warranty company that you're interested in working with to really understand that answer. With our company, it's free to the seller during the listing period. It includes the HVAC. But if there is a claim placed during the listing period, the trade call fee is a little bit higher. And that is just to recoup a little bit of the cost. And it's $50 higher than the normal trade call fee. Okay, let's let's go into company comparisons because you've discussed a lot about home warranties with the cover, don't cover, how a buyer make sure the plan that they buy actually covers those future claims, who can buy a policy. But I want to take some time to discuss varying types of home warranties. So I know the company you work for, Achosa, operates very differently than probably most or if not all of every home warranty company in the market today in Texas. So can you talk about those differences? Yes. And I'm excited to do so. You're absolutely right. What we consider ourselves at Achosa, and you said it right, Jennifer, it's so awesome. Nobody normally pronounces our company correct, and you nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) We're very proud of what we're doing at Achosa, and we were designed to do what we're doing. The three key differences between Achosa and traditional home warranty companies, we're calling ourselves non-traditional. We call the other companies traditional home warranty companies. The three key differences are the homeowner chooses the licensed technician that they know, like, and trust to come into their home to do the work. Achosa also pays the technician their retail rates, and we pay them at the time of service in the home once the repair or replacement is completed. You know, the challenges with typical home warranty or traditional home warranty companies, and I worked for one for 10 years, so I say this. Honestly, the challenge has always been, number one, the homeowner has no idea who's coming into their home to do the service. The home warranty company called the vendor. They don't know if the van that's pulling in is going to have a logo on it or if it's going to be a car. They, They have no idea what to expect of the vendor who's coming into their home. Number two, the vendor typically doesn't love working with home warranty companies because they negotiate their rates. They tell them where they can buy their parts and components. They tell them how much their service fee or their trade call fee is, and they tell them what their hourly rate is going to be. With Achosa, we let that service provider run their job, do their side of the job. We let them do the work, charge what they normally would charge for. And then the other reason service providers don't love home warranty companies is because they always are wondering when are they going to get paid. Not only did their retail rate or their normal rate get negotiated down and were told where to go get those parts and components, now they have to wait to be paid. And sometimes that could take six, eight, 12 weeks to receive payment. With Achosa, we pay them at the time of service in the home. Technicians that are working with Achosa today are blown away at this experience. So what it really does is it it expedites the whole process by putting the homeowner in control from start to finish. So why did Achosa, I mean, I know why, it's brilliant, but why, (laughs) why, why did they choose to take this leap of faith and go down this path and then have to, you know, backpedal to educate along the way? I mean... Did they see a void in the industry or like what was the rationale and reasoning? Absolutely. My mentor in the home warranty industry started a chosen and we're going into our sixth year soon. 
So what he saw, as well as I have seen and many of the account executives that have worked for other companies that now work for Echoza, is that the warranty company was dictating the whole process. And everybody else that was involved in that process had very little say in how that warranty was going to perform. You know, so we were truly designed for the homeowner. We chose to put them first in the process, not ourselves. We truly believe and have proven that giving the homeowner the power to choose, paying that service provider retail rates and in the home at the time of service, that our claims performance would be exceptional. The reason I say proved is that our net promoter score is a 74. This is extremely high for the home warranty industry and has been consistent over the last five years. So to me, to Achosa, to our leadership, the proof's in the pudding, right? And it's proving that providing a great customer experience during a claim, during a failure in a home, is the only way to do business and to grow. When I first was contacted about the company and I listened to the makeup of the organization, I was like, why aren't other companies doing this? This doesn't make sense for others to be performing differently. It just did not make sense. Now, you mentioned earlier that the homeowner gets to choose their service provider. Let's say someone moved here from California. They don't know anybody. They don't have any recommendations. How does that work? We still can recommend. We can still recommend a provider. 50% of my job is finding out from my real estate clients who they recommend. If their homeowner called them and said they had an HVAC issue or they needed a plumber, you know, I would say in my one-on-ones with my agents, who do you recommend? Who do you use to come into your home? So I am constantly and consistently building relationships with the service providers and saying, hey, you know, typically you probably wouldn't work with a home warranty company, but I want to tell you why you would work with the Chosa. This is our process. This is what we do. Yeah, it, it just... It's almost like a no-brainer, but because it's a no-brainer, there's a you know different spectrum. So I've said this often through this episode is not all companies are created equal. Not all buyers and sellers or clients are created equal. So one home warranty company today may be a really good fit for a client or a homeowner, but moving forward a year from now, they're, they're not going to be a good fit for one reason or another. Can you name, and it's okay if you can't, can you name a reason why a client wouldn't be a good fit for Achosa or maybe better suited for another company? Maybe it's timing. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's a good question and a hard question. Mm-hmm. In my mind, uh, because we are so drastically different from the traditional space, And being finally on the other side and seeing what we're doing with our company, I don't know that there's anybody that wouldn't be a great fit. I think where I struggle is typically homeowners are looking for the cheapest plan. Mm -hmm. You know, the beauty of what we're doing and the beauty of what we do in Texas real estate is typically the sellers providing an allotment for that buyer to choose their home warranty company. What I would say is look at it as an allotment, not as the bottom line, right? If they're giving $550 and one plan's $575, but the value of what you're needing for that home you're purchasing, you feel more secure in the middle of the road plan or the better plan, 
then the homeowner can make that per, they can pay the difference mm-hmm. for the plan. So what what I want to say is if the buyer's looking for the cheapest plan, then maybe we're not the best suited company. But if they're looking for a customer claims performance company and expects a higher level of service, then we are the right company for them. Now, something we didn't talk about this whole time, we didn't talk about HVAC. We didn't talk about Freon versus, you know, R22A because that is, we're still, we're still phasing out a lot of those old units, right? Yeah. People are hanging on to those old units. They're paying hundreds and hundred dollars to refill Freon and that's going to stop eventually because it's going to phase out. So let's talk about home warranties in the aspect of that conversion because... When a buyer has a home warranty, they're saying, I've maintained my unit, you know, it's older, it's just died now. I know you can speak to Achosa, but you can probably speak to other companies. There are times when 100% of that, you know, conversion from one to the other is not going to be covered entirely. What I've seen, you know, the EPA mandated the phasing out of Freon back in 2010, right? And we're in 2023. And it's going to take a long time. It's going to be a continued thing, right, as we phase out. And then unfor- then fortunately and unfortunately, there'll be a new something that we're going to phase into. But for now, um, a lot of home warranty companies, and I'm sorry for the disclosures because I can't speak for all of them, but a lot of them are consuming some of that cost to convert the system if it can be converted. So if if there are parts and components that fail but can be replaced and the system continues to run, then some of those charges can be consumed by the warranty company. There's typically some sort of coverage, but in that coverage, there are limits, there are limitations. So the best advice is any homeowner that's still on a Freon system and they haven't been phased into the new R410A and have an issue with an HVAC system, I think the general expectation is it's going to cost them something. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it is. And maybe that's the questions you start asking when you're trying to vet your your home warranty company. If my unit dies a week or three weeks or a month or 10, you know, 10 months outside of closing, and this is what I have, can you ballpark what I'm looking out of pocket? Right. You can ask those questions. Of course, many times we'll want you to look, you know, talk to an HVAC vendor, mm-hmm. right? And and get multiple bids for what that replacement would be or that repair would be. You know, everybody's pricing so different from the next. But the bigger point is definitely there's typically going to be some out-of-pocket costs to a homeowner when an HVAC system dies or yeah. needs to be replaced. I think that that is probably one of the most, the biggest out-of-pocket expense on a warranty. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Absolutely. Now, I'm going to bring this up because I, you know, I like Achosa. This is why I asked you to come on as my guest today. Achosa has, I mean, there are, our companies have roof coverage, but you have roof coverage too. And I want you to explain a little bit about that because it can help a consumer limp their roof along. And it's, I think mm-hmm. it's a dollar amount. Is that not correct? Yeah. So um, most companies offer, or if they do or don't offer roof leak repair, you've got to think about it as, and you said the right word, limp things along. It's a spot repair. It's a spot Mm -hmm. repair. So if there's a leak in the roof and it can be fixed with a spot repair, that's what this is. 
the challenge with roofs that roofs all along and always have been is if you've got a 20-year-old composition roof and you have a, a leak and we do that spot repair and we've got to replace two or three shingles, those shingles aren't going to match, right? If it's on the dead front of the house and you can see it, those shingles aren't going to match. And so that's the challenge. One of the challenges with roofs, the other challenge is that the homeowners typically aren't excited about limping along with the roof, especially if they're going to purchase a home. They, they're thinking, I need a whole new roof. Well, it's another one of those things that, you know, is going to be there for many, 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 many years. So warranty companies are there to help with those spot repairs. They're not the end all. There typically is a limit to the coverage in the way of how much they'll pay for the, the warranty company will pay for that spot treatment. But again, that is to help help keep going on with the same roof until it's just one of those things that has to be replaced. And the reason why I bring up roofs is because I've had this happen twice in the last <laughs> couple of years is new home construction. You know, they're throwing up houses, they're throwing up roofs, trades are cutting a little bit of corners because their new housing is in such high demand, doesn't matter where you are in Texas. As a result, you know, nail hoods aren't being sealed or they're forgetting stuff along the way. And it's a brand new roof. It should perform. There should not be any issues with it. And I've had clients who've had brand new roofs, have had issues, who have, you know, water seepage. And that would be a good reason to have a warranty that had some roof coverage because you're, you're going to have that for, I mean, maybe the first year, two years, you have that coverage with your builder. But beyond that, you're not going to have the coverage with the builder. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Jennifer, that leads me to outside of roofs. Unfortunately, I think we can all nod our heads when we, when I say this, things are not built to last these days. You know, a toaster that would have lasted you 20 years lasts a year or two. You know, a, a microwave, a dishwasher, you know, things are not built to last, unfortunately. And we're seeing more and more issues with newer parts and components than we ever have. Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason for that is they're so mechanical. I mean, they're so they're so technological, should I say, not mm -hmm. mechanical. The old yeah. mechanical worked, you know, for twenty years and didn't have a problem. Is there's you know, there's boards and, you know, chips and they're just not designed <laughs> to work long term. <laughs> more move more moving parts. Not designed to be fixed by our husbands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or our dad or grandfather, right? Exactly. Yeah. So is there anything, Christy, you want to add that we haven't yet discussed about home warranties that a homeowner, I'm just going to say homeowner, buyer, seller, homeowner should be aware of? Yeah, I think we have covered so many great topics. I hope your guests stick around and listen to all of what we've talked about because there are some key takeaways and I think you're going to cover those in a min minute. I think the biggest thing is to remember too, for me, is, you know, Buyers, home buyers, you have choices. You have choices. You know, the closing can be overwhelming. There are so many things coming out at you that you have to attend to. But at the end of the day, you have choices and you have the ability to make those and ask questions and do your research. That's so true. And you should do research. Just how you do research for a realtor, mortgage company, insurance company, you should do your research for home warranty company, even though it's a smaller right. fraction of coverage. Um, but Christy mentioned these important takeaways. I believe that anytime you listen to anything, you should have to understand what you've learned. So 
sending in that inspection report actually really helps that claims process, especially those claims earlier in the coverage period. You know, the responsibility is to you. You want to make sure that your coverage is actually in place. And no home warranty will ever cover maintenance or known pre-existing conditions. So when you purchase, if you want those items covered, go ahead and have that work done and keep those receipts. If you want all the mechanics of your home covered, have the seller make appropriate uh, repairs before closing and then or ask that seller for some funds so you can, you just like I said, make those repairs post-closing. You know, there's not a one-size-fits-all website or service that can appropriately rank home warranty companies. Best option is to make sure you're choosing a sound company from a recommendation from a realtor or even a homeowner, friend or family that's had a home warranty company and actually placed a claim on that home warranty and has used it. Now, anybody can purchase home warranty, even those who have not recently bought their home. Pricing may be a little bit different, but anybody can purchase. Christy, again, I just want to thank you for your insights and your time today to help Texans better understand home warranties and how they operate. Thank you, Jennifer. I really enjoyed the time today. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you. This has been fun. So before I wrap, I want to give you a little sneak peek of our next episode where I converse with Heather Thomas, Director of Counseling at Grandview University and Dr. Ted Cardini Trollinger. He's a former brokerage owner and real estate educator, but he's currently an assistant professor at Iowa State University. We talk about emotions and how they come to fruition when buying and selling real estate. We discuss how those emotions impact buyers and sellers. We serve up tips on how to curb emotions in order to focus what's really important when navigating major milestones, such as buying and selling a home. Thank you to everyone at home or on the go for listening. If you find this show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show and allows more people to find Urban Connect organically. If you have questions about anything we've talked about, please email me at jennifer at Urban Connect Podcast. I read every email I get, whether it's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, or just a simple note to let me know how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Jennifer Archambeau, and I'll see you on the next episode.